Welcome to Continuous Dream. Today, we begin a new miniseries, The Gift of Prophecy, starring Barrett Brucher and Aaron Caswell. Episode 1. It wasn't my fault. Really. The problem is, I'm a trusting person. You have to take people at face value. I mean, it's not like I believe in every charlatan who comes along. I don't believe in astrology or what my grandma says about Vaseline. Put Vaseline on your feet at night to cure your cold. It works like a miracle. Sure, I love grandma. But I don't think her license to teach home economics makes her an expert on Vaseline or the common cold. Trust, but verify. That's what Reagan said. Or was it Gorbachev? He was quoting someone. You have to trust people sometimes. And it had nothing to do with her eyes. Such sad eyes. She looked like one of those paintings with the sad eyes, except she wasn't creepy looking. She had eyes you could trust. Beautiful, truthful eyes. It was pure instinct to trust her. But I couldn't tell my boss I trusted her eyes. My boss didn't understand these things. Sit down, Mark. Do you need a cup of coffee? A cigarette? I won't tell. Will I need a cigarette? The editor was very interested in your latest article. Maxine read it herself? Every word. So did I. It was quite the scoop. Yeah, I was pretty jazzed. Banksy's lover. The real artist behind his work. Yeah, especially now that his mural in Yonkers accidentally got covered with an ad for Geico. But you know... I feel like the gecko was a good counterpoint to his comment on the zeitgeist. Let's put the zeitgeist aside. It's all around us. Is it? You know what else is all around us? The ineffable ether of divine phenomena? Bullshit. Bullshit is all around us. That was my next idea. Did you fact check anything, this woman? What was her name? Tamara de Lampica told you? Well, she showed me her ID. Her ID? Her faculty ID. She teaches at the New School for Social Conditioning. She's an artist. I saw her work. It's astounding. She's an artist who died in 1980. Come again. Tamara DeLimpica was a real artist who died in 1980. Well, Tammy must be your granddaughter. Her niece. Or maybe, I don't know, a crazy lion con artist. A card shot. A flimflam. I can't believe it. We did an image search on her photo. She has a record as long as the ingredient list on a box of Captain Crunch. You're sure? As sure as your name is Mud. Okay, maybe I didn't dig enough. Didn't dig enough? You couldn't have planted parsley with that spoon. She was so convincing. You would have believed her too. Leave me out of this. So please clean out your desk and... No, you can't. I need this job! Sorry, I know it's rough, but yet... You don't know how rough it is. My dog has vet bills. Last month, he had kennel cough. Now he has canine COVID cough. He needs pills and shots. And I just bought him a weighted blanket. That's expensive. Your dog is sick? He's barely hanging on. I care about dogs. Yeah, he's coughing like the audience said at avant-garde play. Like, without nudity. That's too bad. He needs meds. It's costing me a fortune. Please, please, Norma. I'll tell you what. There is an opening. It's part time. 
Yeah? If you're desperate enough. I am. I'm desperate. And so, I got my new assignment. Writing the daily horoscope for the weekly Penny Saver Monthly Gazette. My buddy Jake took me out for a drink. And I told him the whole thing. After he stopped laughing, he was sympathetic. He loves dogs too, after all. But I needed his advice. I don't believe in astrology. How am I supposed to write a daily horoscope? I don't even know the 10 zodiac signs. And he tells me 12. There are 12 signs. That's two more. How can I come up with 12 paragraphs of made-up crap about people I don't know? He said, you do research. Investigate. That's your job. Fine, I said. What do I do? Copy it from Wikipedia? I don't want that. He says, no, go to an expert. They're all over the place. The houses with the neon signs that say personal readings, walk-ins, welcome, $20, tarot, crystals. I say, they're all over the place? Sure, he says. You never notice anything. You can go for a walk right now. We'll pass one in any direction. I don't believe this. So we pay our tab and we head out. And sure enough, right around the block is Madame Sophia's Visionary Emporium. And Jake says, go on, go in. Let her read your palm or lay out your tarot cards and pick up some ideas. She's the expert. See, the sign says 30 years experience, over a thousand satisfied customers. I said, I feel stupid. He says, that's a prerequisite. So I go in while Jake heads out to another bar. Now, we'd had a few drinks. I wasn't drunk, not exactly, but I'd had maybe half a bottle of Pinot and a couple of shots and a margarita. Just enough to relax and be receptive to the reading. Maybe not receptive. Maybe more like argumentative, challenging, combative. The waiting room is full of crystals and dream catchers and little statues of all kinds of gods. Gods with a lot of eyes. There were eyes everywhere, watching me like the eyes of a hungry cat when you're eating tuna fish. I waited a couple of minutes, and then the inner door opened, and a woman came out, crying into a handkerchief. She was saying, You've changed my life, Madame Sophia. How can I thank you? And Madame Sophia followed her to the door with her arm around her, saying, Just to help a sad soul is reward enough. Go and be well, and find your destiny. And the woman said, Yes, I will. And in a swift, subtle move, the woman slipped a twenty into Madame Sophia's hand and left. Madame Sophia slid the twenty into the pocket of her colorful robe and turned to me. You are a lost soul. And there was something strangely powerful, the way she asked me, her looming eyes so full of knowledge. Yes, yes, I was lost. Tears came to my eyes, and I followed her into the inner sanctum. The room was dark, with purple shades over the window. There was a small round table with a white cloth and a deck of cards. A candle burned, giving off the scent of old roses. I sat down, feeling exhausted. She shuffled the cards. The clattering tick-tick of the cards was the only sound in the muffled room. Then she dealt. An angel. A devil. There is temptation. I felt hypnotized. I couldn't speak. A dog. A cat. There is a struggle. I did feel it. Yes, a struggle. 
a hanging man. Your fate is in the balance, and now the last one. The artichoke. The artichoke? An artichoke? Excuse me? The artichoke. And everything I'd ever felt about this hokum rose up and poured out of me. What the hell? What the hell is an artichoke? It is very significant. It means a great decision, a great change, like a wind sweeping the leaves off the tree of fate. No, this is a con. I don't believe you. I came here to find out what the game is, and that's it. You make it all up and take advantage of innocent, trusting people like me. And I don't buy it, and I don't believe in destiny, or fate, or these ridiculous cards. She picked up the cards and neatly stacked them up. Then she slowly stood, and her mouth opened, and I swear, a voice came out of her unlike any human voice I'd ever heard, and her lips didn't move. And she said, Unbeliever, I curse you. I curse you with the gift. You will be cursed with the gift of prophecy. May it destroy you. May it destroy you. And a fierce wind blew out the candle, blew the curtains in a mad swirl, and somehow I was out of the room, out of the house, and on the dark street where the trees shook and bent under black clouds. I turned back. She'd switched off all her lights, and I was blind in the darkness. I walked up to the corner where a streetlight shone yellow and dim. I hailed a cab. When I opened my wallet, a twenty was gone, and my fate was sealed. This has been The Gift of Prophecy, Episode 1. Written by Amy Kreider. Starring Baird Brucher and Aaron Caswell. For more episodes and other comedies and dramas, please visit continuousdream.com. Thanks for listening.